The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. It was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Sequoia trees, most commonly known as giant redwoods, populate the western coastline of North America. They're the tallest, some of the tallest trees in the world, growing upwards of 250 feet and 6 to 8 feet in diameter at times. 6 to 8 meters. I'm going to metric and imperial here, but anyway, you catch the drift. Big trees. Anyway, the reason why they're so big is not because their roots go very deep in the soil, because the soil can be rocky or sandy and not allow enough room for the roots to connect, but rather the roots connect with trees and other redwoods nearby. Their roots intertwine with other similar trees so as to hold them strong when they face the winds and the storms from the coastline, and they stand strong together for many, many years. We are always stronger together. There's strength in numbers, journeying with others. Those who do marathons and jogging and running know this firsthand, that you can often go a lot farther at a better pace when you're jogging, not alone, with, but with at least one other person or with a small group. You can go farther and keep a better pace and kind of stretch yourself to a further limit to reach the goal that one wants. The same goes for any building projects. It's better to work as a team. 
Maybe you could get a design or certain parts of the building done faster if you work alone, but always with a team you can go farther and do better because the strengths of one person complements the weakness of another, and so on. The same went for the early church. The disciples, for days after the resurrection of Jesus, gathered in small groups, small community, many times in the upper room, the same room where Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples. And it was often there, when they were gathered together in community, that Jesus would come and appear to them in his risen flesh in this resurrected body. They would encounter the Lord often together in pairs or with others as a community together. And this is the gospel we hear today. The first part of the gospel is what happened Easter Sunday evening when Jesus came through those locked doors as they are afraid. And in his great divine mercy, he doesn't come and condemn or find fault with the disciples saying, where were you guys on Good Friday? All of you abandoned me, what was going on? And he comes again the eighth day, which would have been today. Again, the disciples are also afraid and locked up into that upper room again in the small group. And Jesus comes through those locked doors and the fears of their hearts and comes once again, not finding fault and saying to them, look, I've appeared to you many times this past week and you're still afraid and locked up in this room. What is going on? What more do you need? Get out there and preach the good news. No, what does Jesus say to them? In his compassionate mercy and unconditional love for us, and he knows our human hearts, he simply says to them both times, peace be with you. May God's fullness and wholeness be with you. Not coming to condemn, but coming to raise them up and encourage them and bestow them his very life by breathing upon them. Just as God breathed new life into Adam when he first created the first man, there's new life being given to each and every one of us now in this Easter season through the breath of God and his mercy in his resurrection. And indeed, that is something we can rejoice about. But Thomas, as we know, left the group. Maybe he thought he could get farther on his own and figure things out better by leaving the other ten disciples. He left for whatever reason we do not know, but it shows what can happen when you miss an important meeting. Jesus sometimes can show up. Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in our midst. Thomas even says, unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands and his feet and the spear that cut open his side, I will not believe. That's his prayer. Well, God answers prayers because that's exactly what Jesus did eight days later. See here, put your hand here, Thomas. Put your hand in my side. Do not doubt any longer, but believe. And thanks to Thomas for his struggle with faith, we have this beautiful beatitude, an extra beatitude that is given at this time for all of us. For those of us in our day and age who did not have the experience of Jesus in the flesh before us as the disciples did. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. That's for you and for me. We have seen the Lord in different ways, but we are blessed because we have faith. This is a great definition of faith for us to hold on to. It comes from Father Ronald Knox, a convert. Uh, his father was actually the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury in the 1940s and 50s, and his son became a Catholic priest. You can imagine some table conversations they had at that time of the world. And Father Ronald Knox says the following, Faith is a gift which fortifies us in holding fast to a belief which we know to be true when we are tempted to lose sight of it. 
So faith is a gift. It comes from God. It's not something we can just produce on our own, which fortifies or strengthens us in holding fast to a belief which we know to be true. We're convicted of it. It's truth. But we're always tempted to lose sight of it. How easy it is to lose sight of faith, to lose sight of the presence of the risen Jesus in our midst, and to start wavering, to start doubting, to start getting discouraged, and all of a sudden we find ourselves far from the Lord, and we're wondering, how do I scramble back? Well, it's with the help, just like the sequoia trees, of planting our roots of faith to be intertwined with the faith lives of others. For many times, I always thought I could get further in faith by praying alone, reading good books about the saints and theology on my own and getting more knowledge. And yet when I would look back on my personal faith journey, the times of great growth, the times of expansion in my faith, always happened in the context of being united with others. Whether it been a retreat weekend, I know many people experienced this on core or Curcio weekends growing up or at different times in life, or a small group experience or a Bible study, Because all of a sudden, when somebody else shares something about faith, a different perspective or an angle on something, all of a sudden, we can be encouraged and strengthened as well. Our roots are then intertwined with another person's roots of faith, and we can say, just like the apostles, I have seen the Lord. I have seen him working in so-and-so's life. That person is just like me. They work in the same kind of factory as I do, or they have the same kind of way of life. This is possible. When we journey with others in faith, Faith becomes not something just for kind of the exception or kind of an elite group that become priests and nuns or bishops or something like that, but it becomes something that's attainable for all of us because that's the Lord's desire. In the Gospels of the Resurrection, we hear Jesus calling his disciples brothers and sisters. We call ourselves brothers and sisters because we're interconnected in a family bond that's very real and very deep. We say it all the time throughout Mass, right? Pray, brothers and sisters. It's just taken for granted. But this was revolutionary at the time of Jesus. At that time, to be a, blood, uh, to be a brother or sister meant you were a blood relative of somebody. Or if you used it very loosely, it meant you are part of the same tribe or country or nation. But now in the reality of the resurrection, to be a brother or sister in Christ is a new family bond as deep as it is to be a blood relative with somebody, but in the realm of faith. Right? Jesus says, who are my brothers and sisters, father and mother? Those who do the will of my heavenly father. And that's the gift for each and every one of us. And so given all of this and how the disciples gathered in small groups to strengthen each other and to grow in faith, that's for this reason we chose the Easter season to launch our third step of the discipleship pathway. You've probably seen this diagram and this pathway in our parish bulletin and on our website. What we're trying to do is make disciples in our parishes today after the same pattern of how Jesus made disciples. And so Jesus made disciples by first allowing them to encounter him, to meet him in a powerful way that transforms their life. And this is what we did online with the Alpha course that was taking place in the fall. Then after Jesus' disciples begin to learn about him and grow in their knowledge and love of him as their Savior and Lord, And so from January until Holy Week, online as well, we had Discovering Catholicism, that second step which allowed us to delve more into some of the principles of the Catholic faith, our moral and social teachings, the sacraments, devotion to Mary and the saints, and the list goes on and on. And now after Easter, we're going to be imitating the life of the disciples and 
inviting us to join online for a small group experience beginning April 25th at a day and time of week that works best for you. Now, in all honesty, we had hoped when we were planning all of this back in the fall that, oh, for sure, by the, by the spring, we'll be gathering into small groups and patios and different places, and it'll be fine then. But unfortunately, as we know the restrictions, and we must still be very safe with everything, and we cannot gather in person, but the online experience is still there. And it's different than just doing Zoom for work calls because it's nourishing us spiritually. And so I invite you to consider, take a look on our website at our small groups at gslakeshore.com backslash path or small groups. There's men's groups, women's small groups, groups studying church teaching, other groups studying church history. There's a whole variety of different groups that could appeal to you for this time. And just to allow yourself to have that experience of growing farther and going deeper in faith by extending our roots into the roots and the faith lives of others to be strengthened against the doubts and discouragement that can plague us, and to allow ourselves to be shored up by the witness of Christ living and active in the lives of our brothers and sisters in our lives of faith. Faith for sure is something very personal, very important to us, but it's not meant to be kept to ourselves. We might be able to go faster alone, but we can always go farther with others in faith.